Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sci-Fi Graveyard. Sorry, it's been a long hiatus. I actually had some vacation that I took for my anniversary, plus dealing with the holidays and a bunch of personal stuff going on. Uh, just the time of year is pretty bad, not just because of the holiday, but some personal stuff. So it makes it hard to do fun things like talk about movies that should have been done better or movies that suck, depending on your opinion of the film we're going to discuss today. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Ender's Game, which is the first book in a series about Ender Wigan that was written by author Orson Scott Card. And uh, Ender's Game. The movie was released on November 1st in 2013. It stars Harrison Ford. I'm probably going to butcher his name, so I apologize. Asa Butterfield, Haley Steinfeld, Abigail Breslin, and Viola Davis. Uh, the screenplay was by Gavin Hood, based on the characters and novel by Orson Scott Card. And the production companies were Summit Entertainment, which I think we blame them for the Twilight movies, uh, MWM Studios, Chartoff Productions, and it was distributed by Lionsgate. Uh, according to IMDb, the budget was estimated to be around $110 million and only grossed just over $125 million worldwide and was considered a financial flop and one of the biggest flops of 2013. Uh, we'll probably talk more about this as we discuss the film, but now there are some differences between the book and the movie, and there are also some controversy surrounding Orson Scott Card and his views on homosexuality. Uh, I didn't research any more into his views, uh, mostly because I don't share his views. <laughs> uh, and this podcast isn't a political or social commentary podcast. It's discussion of films that we haven't seen or films that we love. His views coming out, I believe, because his views seem to come out about the time the movie was coming out. And I believe that contributed to the failure of the film in my opinion, which sucks for the actors and everyone involved, but maybe Orson Scott Card should be less controversial, in my opinion. Um, I don't want to delve too much in the differences between the movie and the book. Uh, now, once I have time to reread the book, because I haven't read it in eight years, I would love to discuss the book itself and then do a comparison, maybe as a outside of the graveyard episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard, since this is a podcast about movies and not literature. Uh, but I will mention some of the differences. And of course, if Jeremy, you had mentioned earlier, you, you, we were talking about it. Uh, so if you have some too, we can mention those as well. Uh, the span of the movie seems to be very short, possibly a year or slightly longer from when we meet Ender uh, going into the battle school, the academy, to when he basically wins the war for the human race. Uh, but in the book, he's recruited at age six and spends from age six to adolescence 
between the different schools and commanders and playing the games. His sister Valentine and psycho brother Jimmy have a bigger have bigger roles in the book as we see some of the things they're doing while Ender is in battle school. Also, there's more political things mentioned. Without rereading the book, I can't recall the details. Um, I do know that the bully that Ender fights in the book at the beginning, which is also the beginning scene of the movie, he actually kills that kid. He just doesn't beat him up badly. He actually kills him. Um, Viola Davis's character, Major Anderson, is actually a man in the book. And she, so they gender swap the role, which is fine because it's Viola Davis and I like her, so I don't care. Um, there's some other differences, mostly I assume were from time constraints. Orson Scott Card was a producer of the film, so I'm sure he had some say in what was in the movie and what was taken out. Um, also in the movie Bonzo, we're just going to spoil this because this movie came out eight years ago, so you either seen it or you haven't. Uh, he kills him. He, he, he's not hurt badly. He's dead. Um, also, Gra uh, General Graf never tells him, or nor does he find out until he's tried for the murder in both cases, which, which is after the war. I think that's mentioned in the first book. Again, I'd have to reread it. Uh, but he's, he was ruled as self-defense. Uh, let's see. Some, some trivia. The U.S. Marine Corps has Ender Games, Ender's Game on its recommended reading list for officers, saying it offers a lesson in training and methodology, leadership, and ethics. Uh, Haley Steinfeld and Aza Butterfield and several other cast members that portray the battle school cadets in the film went to space camp prior to filming to train in zero-gravity sequences. And then the aliens, the formics, have the features and behaviors of ants, uh, the compound formic acid is found in the venom of ants and they also this is very interesting because he it seems like he's more someone recently that is in the news uh within the last couple of years as of recording of this in 2021 december uh the producers actually conduct consulted with spacex ceo elon musk about some of the future space shuttle technology depicted in the movie and jake I was Anakin Skywalker Lloyd and the Phantom Menace was actually considered for the role of Ender. Uh, I actually have some more trivia, but we'll take a look at that later because some of it's spoilers for the book series. But um, anyone have any, anyone want to start with, normally I start, so I'm going to let someone else start and tell me what they thought of the movie. Well, I actually like this movie. I don't know like the difference between the book series and the movie, though, but I actually liked it. And when I first watched it, the only thing that I didn't really care for is how they ended the movie. How it was just like it went real quick. It's like he was doing this and then it was like, OK, it's over. But that's well, that, pretty much the only thing. If I recall, that's kind of how the book ends. He gets the egg and he he makes it his he, his mission to kind of like repopulate the species after he wiped them out. So, but um, it, it's obviously this was supposed to be a book, a series of movies based on each book. And so since this one did terrible, they weren't going to follow it up, of course. But I actually enjoyed the movie too, honestly. I, I, I kind of don't like that they took a lot of it out, but I still think it was a good movie. And I didn't think it was terrible. Um, Jeremy, any first thoughts on the movie or anything you'd like to throw in there? Um, 
<clears throat> I think I said this in an earlier podcast, but this is one of my favorite movies, actually. <laughs> so you actually, I, oh, do you I really? Can, I, yeah, I can actually watch this movie over and over again. And and there's not a lot of movies that I can actually do that. And, uh, I hear and so, I mean, and I'm not a huge sci-fi person either. So it's not like that's like my favorite genre or anything. But uh, uh, dad is actually, or our dad was actually the one that turned me to watch this in the first place. Because so your dad like, Yeah, well, he had read the book and he had um, opinions on, or, you know, he had said how good the movie was too. And he actually showed that that's the first time I saw it was at their house um, uh, when it came, you know, not too long after it came out, but, but yeah, I, you know, the one thing I can say is uh, not that it was rushed, but it, the timing went by, you know, it was a two hour movie, but you, um, you kind of mentioned it earlier, the, the sake of timing wasn't, you didn't know how, long the movie actually uh presided over yeah because there were scenes where and i kind of that's the only thing i could say that kind of threw me a little bit was that there were scenes where it said like the invasion from the the alien race would happen in 28 days but yet he makes a comment when he's writing to valentine later on in the movie after you see that part where he says they've been training for months. Yeah. And this was when he actually got command of the, that team that they have been, had been training for months in that simulation. So it was like, well, how long is he, have they actually been there? Because it seemed like it was only going to be a month before the attack would happen. And, yeah. But it seems like in the conversation, it was a lot longer than that. Yeah, because it takes some years to get there in the in the book. Like, because he he starts out at like a kid, six years old, and is a teenager at the end. And but they cram so much in such a short time. I would say that's probably one of my biggest complaints about the movie is that they don't really tell, give you an idea of the span of time. They just yeah, like that's, this. And, that's that's, that's what, probably one of my biggest complaints. Yeah, and that's the only thing I can really say about it was, you know, you don't really know how. Because nobody really aged, so it seems like there wasn't a lot of time. But yet, when they talk, it's as if they were there a while. And yeah, because it it makes me wonder how they would do the sequel. Because apparently, the sequel book takes place a couple decades after Ender's Game, so Ender would be like in his thirties, maybe you know, in the book. Whereas they they aged him up, obviously, because they probably didn't want a six year old playing Ender for the majority of the movie. So it makes sense that they they cast a teenager. I I don't have any problems with that. Yeah, and, I, I and that and the the change with the because well, you, you were talking about the book that he actually killed the bully and then he killed um was it Bonzo what's his name Bonzo yeah, Bonzo, um, Bonzo or, yeah um that he killed both of them. I think that may have been due to the rating they wanted to give the movie. Um, it could have been why they scaled it back, but I actually think some of that would have actually. Uh, built onto the film really if they if he killed him uh, yeah because because they they do this in the movie he's afraid of turning into his brother but we the problem with that is is we don't really get to see a lot of his brother to know how how 
psycho his well, brother yeah, is. We only really How saw the one scene when he went back home when he yeah wanted to play that game with Ender when Ender thought he was being let go. Then yeah. yeah, that's the only time you saw him was in that part of the movie. And that's why I'm just like, because uh, like, because his his fear of being like his brother is like kind of like if I remember correctly, it's kind of a big part of the book too. But you actually get to you get to see more of his brother because his sister is at odds with his brother, and that's kind of like the B story is what his sister's doing. So Valentine actually has a bigger role in the book. So I wish they got to do more with her in the movie i like i said i get time constraints and they wanted to focus on ender because at the end of the day it's really just ender's story but i feel like there's some stuff that they could have done to more emphasize how messed up his older bro- his older brother was and it, i feel like it's kind of a waste because i think abigail breslin's like a good actress and then she's kind of wasting this role because they don't really give her anything to do. She's just kind of there oh, for yeah. like she didn't two do scenes. Much at all in this movie, yeah. It seemed well, like man. it was just like she was kind of the ground, uh, not really the ground for him uh, for them to push the story along, but kind of like when he uh, after the Bonzo thing, how he went down, and then they're like. Oh yeah, you should. You should. Uh, they want me to have you come back and do all that stuff. It seemed like a lot of that was just for her to have something to do. I mean, it's in yeah, the book to, too. to progress the story. Really, it is interesting, in... though. You know, like I, I think I said it earlier. This movie was two hours long, but it flew. I mean, it was yeah. like all of a sudden it was over with. But it was like, you know, I've watched so many. We've watched so many movies, especially on this podcast, where the movies drag and yeah this yeah. movie didn't do that and it's like this movie actually probably had to be three hours long to really get through everything it really should have and that, That's what, and that you know and there's not many movies that you can say that about but i think this is a movie that probably could have benefited by being longer um, and and that's what I hate when they shorten some movies because I this that's my big argument for Batman v Superman. People are like this movie's garbage. I'm like, no. If Warner Brothers had let Zack Snyder do the complete story that he wanted to tell for that movie, a lot of stuff that happened, not everything. I mean, there's still problems with that movie. I still like it, but it's there's still it, a lot of the motivations of some of the characters would have made more sense. And I feel like that's something that Ender's Game would have benefited from. Now, maybe not so much at the box office because this was at the Orson Scott card controversy, which, like I said, I think that really hurt it. But it could have also what hurt it is like a lot of people don't know what Ender's Game really was. And this was during that post-apocalyptic Hunger Games uh, teen hero surgeons in the theaters were like divergent and all these and honestly the best movie series out of all of them was the hunger games except for the last book fuck that last book um actually i liked the last book i did not like well i like the last book except for the end and um we'll we'll have to do the hunger games on the podcast because technically that's sci-fi that's sci-fi as well Post-apocalyptic, uh, really. Post-apocalyptic, yes. Well, I mean, well, it's I mean, still sci-fi-esque, sci-fi anyway. Sci-fi-esque. So, we'll have to do the Hunger Games, uh, I guess, four movies, because it's the 
they split the last book into two parts. Thanks, Twilight, you bath. Actually, I don't think Twilight was the first to do that. It was Harry Thank- Potter. Yeah, thanks, Harry Potter, you bastards. Yeah, Harry Potter started <laughs> it, and it, and then they started doing it Every- with a bunch of movies since. Yeah, it's like, I hate when they do that. But I actually really enjoyed Ender's Game. I still like the movie. I mean, I wish I wish it wasn't tainted by Orson Scott Card's, like, opinions, because it's a good movie. It has a good message. And because he also, about when this was happening in the early 2000s, Orson Scott Card actually was writing the Ultimate Iron Man. I think it was ulti- it was ulti- it was either Ultimate Avengers or Ultimate Iron Man. And so it's like it's kind of sad that like like he had to be like that because I feel like I feel like there was so much like th- I feel like this movie should have done better like because it was it was it had all these it had Ben Kingsley, Harrison Ford, Viola Davis, like these three oh, big yeah. names. Viola Davis, uh, especially too. Yeah, because, and then uh, Abigail. When it comes to the kids, Abigail Breslin was a big name. Maybe not. I think Aza Butterfield was just kind of getting started. Like he was a few movies in, and uh, the guy who played Bonzo, he was the dick and uh, the suavo hustler guy from Hannah Montana. That's. And he was in some other things too, but that's actually what I what I know him from because I just... well, Asa Butterfield was in Hugo, wasn't he? Uh, I think so. I didn't really look up his filmography to be honest. And, and then he's been in stuff since then, but I think he was in he was in a few things before that. But I think Hugo, he was the main character in it. I'm almost Let's positive see. he was. He looks so different now. He was born in damn. He was born in ninety seven. Oh wow, he's English. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he was in Hugo, the boy in the stri- striped pajamas. Um, would probably be the some of the notable things. He's he's still acting. He was in Miss Per Peregrine's Home of Pe- for Peculiar Children, which I actually kind of wanted to see that. Yeah, he's uh, in that Sex Education uh, show on Netflix. I know that much too. But yeah, so yeah, I see that on here. But he's a. Uh... He, he played the role perfectly to me. I oh, mean, I thought he was. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to. Uh... No, you didn't cut me off. I, I was. Oh. I'm just. Yeah, the amount of people that were in it, that's why it cost so much. It's amazing that they called it a box office bomb because the, it, it basically lost money because they spent so much on it. I yeah, mean, they probably. It made $125 million. I don't know how that's a bomb, only because it cost them 115 at most of movies that came out at the same time as this movie came out and there's a lot there was like the wolf from wall street came out this time and then lone survivor oh uh, oh oz the great and powerful so like i'm sure that probably some of this stuff impacted the movie oh. well, it was number one in its opening weekend i mean yeah, and, and it grossed 61 yeah. million in I mean, it it didn't make a lot after the yes. initial. No, um, I actually I actually liked Oz the Great and Powerful because you said this came out about the same time. But yeah. I would say Ender, Ender's Game was better than Oz, even though yeah, that was some... I too. I mean, like I like both movies, but I mean, same with Beautiful Creatures. Beautiful Creatures came out, and that was a book series too. When it yeah, came. I think that. I think that and failed the though. Mortal instrument, uh, the Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. I think that failed too, but uh, that's mostly. I, 
director sucked. But it sounds like this was a fusion between the first book and the second book. It was so, mostly the it was mostly the first it was actually um the first book. Um because he gets the egg he gets the egg at the end of the first book and that's how it kind of ends. Basically how it, the movie ends is kind of how the book ends. So I get that, but I think there were relationships in the in the movie that weren't until later. And I think uh, by what I was reading, Ender's Shadow or something had uh, the relationship with Bean uh, yeah. that was in this movie primarily in that book. So they, they pulled that piece at least, and Petra too, I think. I think Petra was a bigger <laughs> feature later. Probably. Um, I haven't read any of the other books in the series. Sorry, I'm laughing. Well, I haven't read any of them, and that, that's why I said I'm not a big reader. So most of my movies that I wa- most of the movies I watch, I did not read the book. So I only have I re- the, you know what I feel about movies. In most, no. I'm just laughing because Viola Davis was in Beautiful Creatures as well. Yeah, <laughs> but the, but the thing well, about I mean, most of these times, she was doing a lot of stuff anyway. Those. Uh... Because I don't remember when the help came out, but I know it came out around the same time. Let's see. The host came out in 2013, and that was a box office bomb. Um, that was by Stephanie Meyer after the Twilight movies. The Mortal Instrument City of Bones came out in 2013, and I think that was a financial failure, too. Well, I mean, that's mostly because the director sucked, too, because they changed was- the whole ending of the, the movie. And. <laughs> So of course that okay, no. anybody that read the book would be pissed off. Oh shit! The World's End was at the same time too. Oh, uh, I love. I love. Wait, there's a the, bunch of movies that came out of that in 2013. Oh, uh, I love The World's End. I like that. But I like that movie. Yeah, but I honestly think what hurt this one more you know probably they put too much money into the movie thor came out right after it oh thor did too thor the dark world came out and then hunger games came out three weeks later oh yeah so frozen Frozen came out frozen and then the hobbit it was like (laughs) yeah but right before before ender's game gravity came out gravity was a so there's there's a lot of good movies that year. There was a shitty block. Of, I'm like, yeah, when uh, you compare money, when you compare Gravity to Ender's Game, I can see why. But it did make the most money that week, the first week it came out. But then Thor came out the week after, and made Which 85. Is because Thor: The Dark World was not as good as Ender's Game. It wasn't, <laughs> but it made eighty five million. It's opening weekend. Then thirty. It was the number one. It's second week, and then Hunger Games came out, and then made one hundred and fifty-eight million. There was no way Ender's Game was gonna compete with those. There was no chance in hell. Yeah, yeah. the second, the second Hunger Game. Movie. And yeah. because most of the Marvel movies around and that Frozen. time were just heaters anyway. And Frozen, yeah. and then The Hobbit. The Desolation of Smog. They all came out right after it. It's like, yeah. well, how the hell yeah. do you compete with that? Definitely. Yeah. They, especially because I don't think Ender, is Ender's Game is really popular in like, sci-fi for the general audience. 
Oh, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. When you, when you well, bring I a Marvel movie out and then yeah. the Hunger Games, which was already popular at the time, when it's like all of these movies, there's just no flipping way that they would have done anything. I mean, there's just no chance. Yeah. That's pretty sad, which I actually like the Hunger Games. Well, I liked it all but the last the last movie. And that's why I say I wish studios wouldn't make decisions based on when they made the freaking release. I mean, yep. because... You know, really? I mean, you put it up against Marvel and freaking Hunger Games and freaking Frozen and The Hobbit, and you think it's going to make a lot of money? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it made the, the perfect example is its first week it made $27 million. What do you, What do you think dropped it after that? Oh, damn. So it made yeah. $27 million just on the first week? Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. Because usually after the first week, it deadens off. I'm like, they lose yeah, they always half they, the people to watch the movie. Because well, look I what mean, Thor did. Thor made eighty five million, and then it dropped to thirty six. Yeah, I mean, usually just, always how it is. Always the first one. Hunger Games ninety fifty eight, and then it made seventy four. Yeah, yeah. But then it, it wasn't number one two weeks later. Frozen was at thirty one. So that tells you there's not much to go around when Frozen was number one at 31 million. Yeah. I mean, obviously people, and that's right around Christmas time anyways, people don't really go to the movies all that much. I mean, in December, I mean, but when you've got Hunger Games making 158, that means everybody flipping went and saw that movie that week. Everybody. Yeah. So well, I mean, it mean, was a huge book series too. I think it was bigger than Ender's Game. I oh, think. it was. Yeah, by far. But, yeah, would, because I, I it was agree. like huge with kids. And I, I don't remember if I watched the first movie or read the first book first of Hunger Games. But, yeah, I can't remember if I. Uh, I mean, it could have been a Harry Potter situation where I watched the movie first and then read all the books. Well, yeah, this but, is that perfect example of why a movie didn't make money. Yeah. I I actually watched I actually watched the first Hunger Games and then read the book series, so that's I mean, why it was so it's pissed. funny. If you look throughout the year, the amount of money that movie made was pretty high. Yeah, I mean because it I mean in in that opening weekend because every other yeah, movie froze. If they made twenty seven million and Frozen made thirty million on their thing, then yeah, I think that they did pretty well at the time so if anything it was a combination of like how much they spent on marketing or like the effects and everything else yeah that and year had a lot of movies man yeah. iron man 3 came out earlier that year star trek into darkness fast and furious 6 man of steel monsters university despicable me 2 the first conjuring came out that year dang i mean that was a big year for movies i didn't realize that it was i mean yeah, when you start looking at it yeah the Wolverine came out that year. Elysium came out. Dallas Buyers Club did too. Yeah, I mean, it's a shit ton of movies came out that year. It's like, well, and, and so there's like a shit ton of damn movies that. And came when you look, but I mean, the primary one is the fact that it came out the week before Thor, and two weeks, basically, or three weeks before Hunger Games two came out. Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, how the hell do you think it was going to make any money then? That's true. I mean, it's, it's, it, that's where these studios, I think they're just stupid. I mean, it's, and then when well, you've I mean, got these you critics, sure I'm reading the like, freaking critics reviews. I'm like, what the hell were they watching? It's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's why I never go by critics. I don't anyway, ever go times. by critics. I mean, because it's it's a waste of time most of the time because all they do is pretty much do that a lot of the time where it seems like I don't know if it's because they watch so many movies that it kind of like deadens them or something so they just nitpick stuff or well, if they just the don't Hollywood like reporter, watching it Mark Bernardin said he's critical of the lack of empathy and shallowness of the story <laughs> he wrote oh, if only a- adapter director Gavin Hood's movie had been tempered with craft and care and wasn't such a blunt instrument one that seemed designed as a delivery system for CGI daring do instead of the heartbreaker it should be. He noted the zero gravity battle scenes might have seemed to be unfilmable and he commends the special effects but says the film was unlikely to have come out so soon after gravity which did it far better. Paul, you wouldn't know that shit. Yeah, that's what (laughs) You wouldn't know that shit beforehand especially they ain't filming at the same fucking lot. Like, what the fuck? And, yeah, it's just crazy when you, the (laughs) <laughs> what some of these guys say it's like, oh I hate I hate yeah. That's oh, what the guy from the Daily News this is one of the craziest Joe Newmeyer of the New York Daily News gave the film zero stars and called it one of the dullest dumbest most tedious movies that year it made Battlefield Earth and John Carter look like the Godfathers part one and two and said Dune is the Lawrence of Arabia next to that yeah, but Battlefield Earth sucked. See, Dad liked it. <laughs> it I I thought it was okay, one. though. But... I mean, I'm not saying it was a bad movie, but it wasn't better than this one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I haven't I'd seen much lit and watched this one. That was uh, John Travolta in Alien Face. That was John yeah. Travolta yeah. sucking the dick of uh, Scientology. Sorry, Scientologist. Pretty, uh, pretty much, that's the one... <laughs> That's I mean, why he did it. Uh, He's a Scientologist. Yeah. And he wanted to make uh, the movie. I mean, is he still a Scientologist or no? Yeah. Because I yeah. know some of them stopped being Scientologists. And uh, the stuff that I end up hearing about it, it just seems like a, a crazy little, uh, I guess, religion. Yeah. They say that it's uh, whatever. It's, <sighs> it's, they actually, pr- like, they found out that, like, Scientologists were sending people into like government to spy on people and get information. Like, I was like, why isn't this? Why haven't they been shut down? They were they did they did some shady shit. I mean, I guess all religions have in the past in the name of their god, but like, go watch that Leah Romini thing on Netflix. You'll see a lot of shit. Yeah, Yeah, she was a crazy stuff. I I watched part of a documentary where it was talking about. There was one of the guys in there where they would and like he was trying to escape, and then they were like following where he was, and they were like, "You, you sure you don't want to come back? You sure?" And he's like, "No," <laughs> like the whole time. I was just yeah. like, "Fucking weirdos, man!" Like, this, what the, the fuck? The uh, uh, the whole thing with like the battlefield Earth is that the human resistance finds like what these old jet fighters and after a thousand years, they still somehow work. I was like, would, 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 would the electronics still work? What about the fuel? Would the jet fuel be still good? Like, 
you you get computers that are 40 years old that are blowing capacitors and shit. Um, you're going to tell me that this jet's going to power up after a thousand years? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Oh, man, talking about Battlefield Earth, holy shit. Uh, I think I think I mean, I'd probably was... watch that movie more than fucking Nightfall though. <laughs> Nightfall. <laughs> Sad to say. I mean, that's like the lowest bar I think for these movies so far. It's like I think I think I, I think I'd rather I'd rather get caught by a grandma watching porn than watch Nightfall again. Oh man. <laughs> So anyway, this movie is awesome though. I actually I, I really like the movie, and I think that the stuff that they probably cut out was based around. I mean, know that it was two hours long. I'm assuming that it was like filling out backstory, and they were just making Ender more of the lead character, and they were well, kind of like, well, like Ender is Ender a lot of stuff that they couldn't. Put well, in. Ender is Ender is the lead character in the book. It's just that you get to you get to see more of what his family life was like, and they go more into well, like saying they kind of go more in depth with more, the family and other characters into it. I'm yeah, sure. there's more there's more world building. That yeah, which he's trying a to lot of movies uh, just so they <laughs> cut things out a lot of the time because they don't have time for it. Like like on Hunger Games, I could say that in another podcast if we do talk about it like the differences between me reading it and watching the movie because i honestly think that those are the series that was the closest that i've ever read books i think the i would say the books to film were pretty close the only thing that i think was not as close was the second book and that's only because the majority of the book takes place in district 12 as opposed to the majority of the movie taking place in the the hunter games for for the the, the quarter quell or something is what yeah. they called it like yeah. to, uh, to me like it was the closest one like it uh, but i read the book right before we watched the movie like, so like that's the only reason why I figured it. But, I, I mean, I look, that's I, like for another podcast. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I like Ender's Game. I mean, I'm I'm one of those people when I watch a movie, I'm not one of these like, oh, I have to focus on the id and the super ego of this film. And I think that's what some of these reviewers look for. And I was talking to a friend, uh, my friend Justin about this. I'm like, why can't you just watch a movie and shut your brain off for two hours? You don't have to Anna. And I understand being a film reviewer is your job. But and you that's have to what look I at- do, Joe. I shut you my shut- brain off and I just watch a movie. And that's why when I have an opinion, it's really do I like it or do I not like it? That's basically and- what I do with everything. So or and- every movie I watch. So And the thing that gets me is um these some of these reviewers, they yeah, they analyze some of this stuff, but you also gotta look at who the market for this movie is. This movie is for fans of the book series. It's it was obviously made to the jump on the bandwagon of that teen hero saves the world type thing. But the funny thing about Ender's Game is the the bugs the 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 formic or whatever they're not really the bad guys. It, it turns out like it's it's um. And this is explained later in the book series where they were going to, because they hinted to it in, in the, this movie because they were trying to set it up. But 
they were they actually went to Earth because they didn't think humans were sentient because we use verbal communication and not telepathically. And so they were going to colonize the Earth. And so once they found out that we were sentient, they never came back. So the humans were kind of kind of the bad guys in this. And especially with the military and the government training kids to kill and then using those kids to like wipe using Ender to commit genocide it, yeah. and, then and tell them that this is all a simulation. And this is in the book too. You, after it's all done, you found out he finds out that, yeah, he killed all these, these living beings. Like he killed them all, like wiped them out. Like he made like the 11th doctor and wiped out the entire time Lords, you know? Yeah. And the sad <laughs> part of it was knowing that he didn't even know that that's what uh, he thought. Yeah. They, they lied to him. They and, manipulated and, and, and lied yeah. to him. And well, that's why I liked how that, that part so ended well. because he did go at him. Like, if I would have known, yeah, I probably wouldn't have done it the way I did it. Yeah, he would have, he would have strategized differently because he didn't want to kill anyone. And that yeah. was, the, and yeah. that kind of alluded back to what you were saying earlier. Like, if they would have dove deeper into the brother thing, that they would have seen that, why he doesn't want to kill. Yeah, and, and and that's where I think they missed the boat. And that's again, they could have made the movie about ten minutes, fifteen minutes longer, and explained all that. And they could have. And that's where um, it would have. I think it would have made the story a lot better. Even though I liked the movie, like I said, I liked the movie a lot. I can continue, I can watch it every time. But one thing I'll say is this damn thing needs a sequel. It does. Yeah. It, it I mean, won't happen because it, it won't. But it's stupid wow. because, like I said, this this is one of those movies that needs one. It's like uh, what was the last movie I watched that you know it needs one. Is it uh well have you guys seen Eternals? Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw these. They should Eternals Eternals one. needs one. Like yeah. the way they <laughs> the way yeah. the way they the way they did that movie, and I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but that movie needs a, a sequel to me. It, it'll probably the, get one. Well, it made a lot of money. Uh, so I yeah. mean it's it's but, yeah, uh, at this point Marvel is making hand over fist. Yeah, I don't it, think but... Uh, and Spider-Man comes out Friday, and I can't wait. Yeah, and that's going to be I still need to well. see. I still need to see Ghostbusters and Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, Ghostbusters say, is awesome. I might but... as well get on the podcast because I wanted to talk to Jeremy about eventually doing that on Scream Creeps. But, the... yeah, I, I would not recommend. I mean, if you're a fan of the, the game... Yeah, like if you're a fan of the game to watch the movie, but you'll be disappointed. But <laughs> like, definitely uh, disappointed. But, I mean, you could tell that the people loved what they put, like tried to make a thing out of out of it, and try to like be respectful to the game. But just certain liberties that they took didn't make it good to me <laughs> okay so, i mean so, i mean this is without spoilers i was just like they they took extreme care into it it just was disappointing to me when i watched it and i watched it opening day and there was like only like 10 or 15 people watching it with me <laughs> so i don't well, think it's gonna get a sequel here, uh ghostbusters afterlife when we watched it we watched it o- opening weekend and there was barely anybody in the theater when we saw it 
And I'm yeah. like, but yet it was number one. I mean, and by far, but there was, when we saw it, literally we were one of like eight people in the theater. Yeah. I was like, on the day after it came out, I'm like, okay, this doesn't look well for the movie. And then I saw how much money it made. I'm like, well, shit. I mean, I don't know where it made. It must have made it everywhere else, but like yeah. in that theater I was at because <laughs> yeah. when we saw it, I was like, oh, maybe it was just timing because we saw yeah, it. Yeah, mine wasn't a whole lot of people watching it either. But, but it was I mean, a great like, movie. I think that one was, I watched it like way late, like yeah. early in the day or something. Yeah, like so I watched it at like two o'clock. And nobody watch likes watching one. movies fucking early. Yeah. I do because nobody's I, in the theater. Yeah, exactly. That's the main reason why I do. I like to stretch out and like just watch the movie. So like, I mean, I don't mind watching it during the daytime. I don't mind watching any movie during any time. I just oh, I don't either. Movies. Like I don't either. some yeah. people that think that you should only watch it during the nighttime are just weird. Like you should like I think whenever I'm if you're watching movies, especially new movies, I think you should like get popcorn or snacks or something and like watch it and have it loud and blare it and shit. Well now that especially if it's your first time watching it, but still like like Matrix, I'll be watching here at home on HBO Max. Oh yeah, I will be too. (laughs) I'm gonna watch it on HBO Max as well. I mean, I pay fourteen ninety nine a month. If, so if I if I get the choice to watch a brand new movie, especially a Matrix movie, and watch it in my house, I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna do that. Um, because Jeremy had, to circle back around. Um, Jeremy had mentioned doing on the podcast the new Matrix film, which I'm open to because I know we talked about doing Dune. Um, I want to do. I want to do a sci-fi horror film. I just have to find one for us to do. And then um, the new Matrix movie. Those are the three that I'm thinking about. And I guess eventually I'd like to do the Resident Evil series because that's kind of sci-fi with the whole medical aspect, the science aspect of Umbrella and uh, the other thing. So when we do Dune, are we going to show... Dune would be the 1984 version. Yeah. So... So I have a thought too, and we can do a podcast on the 1984 version. But, and I know we're talking on your podcast, but what about doing a YouTube video about comparing the two? And I'm just thinking for your, for, for your like, an additional thing, you know, comparing this Dune to the, or the 84 one to the current one. I mean, it sounds like it would be a good idea anyway. It's a good idea. I just would have to find the time because the reason it's hard for me to do videos is because and do the podcast is because I've been working so many hours. Plus, you know, with my vacation and everything else, I just took. I've oh, been I working. I'm just thinking of a yeah. thing down the road because, you know, because I'm going to do a Scream Creeps one, uh, a horror one on the Evil Dead, uh, the original and the newer one. I think I, I with that, I'll say, I'll comment and say I liked the original better than the new one because I thought the new one was, it made me cringe too much. And I, I don't like the cringingness. But um, any final thoughts on Ender's Game? Watch uh, I it. I, uh, yeah, watch it. And I, like I said, I think it needs a sequel. And anybody that watches it will probably agree with me. Yep. But, but um, uh, I think the. Well, and the, even the reviews weren't really as bad as other ones we've watched. 
I mean, you know, it's Rotten Tomatoes. It's sixty two percent, so it's not like thirty. Yeah, that's so not bad. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so I mean, most people, I would say, probably liked it more than they disliked it, and that's what would tell me that it was timing again. Uh, yeah, for if why anything, it didn't it was make... probably timing. So where they released you know, it under. If the studio did, then they probably won't, like you said. But if they make a sequel, they need to look at what's coming out around that and position itself appropriately. Um, yeah, I guess they 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 were they were hoping that teen apocalyptic hero thing that train would erode it through victory. But when it's coming out I around, get it, but when it came out right at the same time as Hunger Games, that was stupid. It should yeah, that's what I'm out. saying. When it, yeah, it, came, if it out, came out like six months later or something, it probably maybe after Hunger Games came out. Yeah. Like January yeah. or something. Yeah. Or February I, of the following year. I, I really do think like the whole thing with his, his, his views, I don't think that helped either. To be honest with you, I think that oh, what, people, did it come out around the same time or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's why I was like, yeah, that oh, all came yeah. out. So probably some people didn't watch the movie just because they did. Yeah, show. because I don't know exactly what it was. If he just doesn't agree about uh, homosexuality or something like that, that's yeah, kind of dumb, and that's a linear kind of mindset. But <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't delve into it because I was like, I didn't want to make the podcast the, the episode about that, but. You know, I just wanted to talk about the film. And I, actually, I didn't remember all that until I started prepping for the, you know, to do the movie. After There's I said, another one that I would compare it to in terms of the kind of same type of thing is uh, Ready Player One. Yeah. In I terms actually, of I'll... being based on a book and coming out and it was not, it grossed a lot more. And I bet you when it came out, it probably wasn't really around something no ready player one though i've actually read the book it's i saw the movie first and then i read the book the book and the movie are almost completely different with a lot of things um they're completely different there's there's it's almost you, you can't really compare the two it's they're they're so different like steven spielberg when he directed it he changed so much because there were so many callbacks to his, his movies that he took a lot of that stuff out. And he's like, I don't want this to people think that this is like a vanity piece. I'm like, well, you're adapting a book that, I mean, you're adapting this book. So no one's going to think that for one. And, but they changed a whole bunch no, of people would still think that. Yeah, they probably you know, would. Some, some dummies would. out there would still take that. Yeah. Well, I mean, anybody that would, be watching it just to watch a movie because I didn't even realize when I first watched it that it was Steven Spielberg that did it. So, like, I was just like, I don't really care. I mean, I just like to watch movies for movies. Well, right. and that's what I And think. I like to be, like, treated, like, I like to not be treated like a kid when I'm watching it. But I think that factor, and why I was saying that, though, is just, I think that factors into why people watch the damn movie, though. Because who the hell is Gavin Hood? No one probably knew who that guy was. Like, if you just advertised Steven Spielberg directed this thing, that's why it got $500 million. Regardless oh, yeah, of anything true, else, yeah. regardless of how good the movie is, people are going to watch it because he directed the damn thing. 
And that's, and that's where I'm saying that I think that factors in too. Like when you compare, Oh, this guy made this, or if it's a Marvel movie coming out, or if it's a hunger games movie coming out, it's going to blow away something that's made by somebody that's not even really known. Like I didn't know who Gavin hood was. Right. I still don't really know. He's an actor apparently and a director, but you know Uh, who Steven Spielberg is. Yeah. Let's almost know every movie he's freaking made almost. I mean, so it's like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so it's like, and I was just making that comparison too, was that that was one that was based on a book and it's kind of a sci-fi thing. It uh, is science fiction. and, And, uh, you know, it, and I didn't look what came out in 2018 when it did, but it only, it was only number one its first week and it made 41 million. And then it made 24 in its second week, but it came in second behind Quiet Place and 11 million in its third weekend, finishing fourth. So it didn't do that great either, but overall it still made $582 million. So, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen I haven't seen anything that Gavin Hood has written or directed except for Ender's Game. Yeah, I mean, so it's like so uh, I just looked him up. I didn't give him a chance to like make anything else if this was his first movie too. If well, it wasn't his one is another one that I really like too. I mean, so it wasn't why, his first, but it I know first movie. But I know people that have read the book that probably didn't like the movie because they changed it so much. Uh, yeah. I think Are you talking about, you, you talking about think, Ready, I ready Player you, One? Yeah, Ready Player One, because I think you said it and Steven said it at one point that yeah, the, the, the book the, was nothing like the movie. And I think yeah. there's a lot of people out there that expect the movies to be close. And I'm the, I want them to be close, just like Ender's Game. I wanted it to be. A, actually, I'll say what they did in the movie was pretty close to the book. I just wish they kept some of the stuff they took out in the because. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I got that. It needed some more world building, and that's and I think that was. I'm surprised Orson Scott Card, at being the producer of the film, didn't push for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, and sometimes you don't know, like especially if you're, like, because how many books did he make out of the series, though? Like, did he? Uh, that, uh, I, I never looked into it because I've only read the first book, and. I never, I never, because it was, rec- the first book was recommended to me, and that's why I did it. And I actually didn't really read the book. I did the audio book, which is what I do a lot. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like an abridged copy of the audio book. It was like the the whole book. Yeah. And- the Ender's Game series is 16 novels. Damn. 13 short stories, 47 comics. Damn. An audio play and a film. So there's a lot. Shit. But the main thing is there's 16 books. Because I think probably the yeah. short stories were probably, you know, pulled from the the books. Anyways. Probably. Yeah, so there's well, Ender's Game and then Speaker for the Dead, Genocide, Children of the yeah. Mind, Ender's Shadow, Shadow of the Hegemon, Shadow Pup. There's a, anyways. Yeah, Speaker of the Dead was going to be the... Um was going to be the second movie. Uh, the abandoned sequel will would likely have been an adaption of but Speaker I mean, of the Dead. For the Ender's series, though, I mean, I guess you could say that it was probably four books, and then it moved into a different Shadow Saga, it looks like, and then back to Ender's series, and it went in between. So, 
but then there was a Formic Wars section and a Fleet School section. But yeah, it's, so who knows? It looks like for Ender, if you count that, it was one, two, three, seven books. And they were all over 100,000, almost 100,000 words. So I don't know what that equates to on pages, but. I remember Ender's game being pretty thick every time I saw it. Like, it wasn't a thin book. It's it's an 11-hour uh, audio book, I think. Jeez. That's a long yeah. It's, a, it's long. That's why I haven't had time to, like, re, re-listen to it. Well, I can get it on audible yeah that's where i have it i think i have it from audible but i said i'll um to finish up and close up because we're just we're just rambling now i think a little bit yeah a little bit yeah i think we're (laughs) at the end yeah i think we're at the end i think people should give it a shot either like it or you won't um i don't i don't it's not a perfect adaptation but it's it's closer than most um i think people should give it a go and I think everyone's in agreement here on that. Yeah. So what are we yeah. doing next? Is it Matrix or Dune? Which one did we? I say? think I was. I would think we're gonna do Dune next, and then yeah. we'll do the Matrix because I, I Josh had recommended the Dune like a couple months ago. That's so, why I wanted to make sure what we were doing. I just wanted yeah. To... So what I will do is. Oh, sorry, air bubble. So we'll do, we're going to do Dune 1984. I think it was in 84 that it came out. And then um, we'll do, we'll do uh, the new Matrix movie to talk about it. Yeah. And then after that, I'm not sure. Um, to be honest with you, I think there's some a few things I want to do. I just have to make sure I have, I mean, if I do the Resident Evil series, I have, I own all of those. So that's something easy for us to do. And then just trying to um, go from there. I, I don't know if I want to commit to like six Resident. I think it's six Resident Evil movies that came out. Six of them. You're talking about the Mila Jovovich ones. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Mila Jovovich. They, it sucks because they were recently just on sale for like all six for like eighteen bucks or something. Yeah. I actually, I actually bought some of. Them. I actually own them all, but I actually went through. Okay, that was weird. I've actually never seen any of them, so. What? You haven't I, seen any of the Resident Evil movies? I have not. Uh, I'll say this about the uh, the Resident Evil series is they're hot garbage, but I love them. That's probably why I've never the, the second one is the best one. <laughs> I, I I say Apocalypse is the best one. I just bought Resident Evil and Apocalypse because I owned it in standard def, but they since they were on that really good sale, I bought those two in Ultra HD, so 4K. So um, I was, I'm trying to go and upgrade all my Resident Evils because a lot of the ones I have are in standard def, which is how I got them back in the day. I still so haven't watched the final chapter, them. though. I'm like, I don't uh, to watch it. But, like, uh, well, I mean, if we're doing it on the podcast, I'll watch it. But <laughs> it's, it's, I know we're getting off topic and we're closing up, but I guess it's kind of a sneak peek of what's to come. It's, it's, it's the worst one out of all of them. Like yeah. I can find something I enjoy in all of them, but that one, um, and and I love the Resident Evil movies. I loved them. Um, like I had, I got like a, yeah, there's six of them with uh, 
But okay, so that I guess that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do Dune, Matrix, and then we'll start with Resident Evil. Uh, Mila Jovovich, what two thousand one was when that first one came out? Two thousand something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, then so, I gotta look at getting them. So. No, you're hopefully, good. Um, hopefully, they're still on sale. Maybe I can get them all. I mean, that. possibly. I I think I remember at Walmart they used to have them like. Uh, well, I go for about the same time. To see if they're still up on Voodoo for cheap. Yeah, I I usually get my movies on Voodoo really cheap, but or um, on Xbox because they give oh, me four points if they're yeah. movies anywhere on there. I'll take a look. So, Sweet, anyway. I I could pre-order uh, Ghostbusters for twenty bucks in Ultra HD. That might that might be something I have to do. Oh, um, yeah, because if I don't get to the theater to see it, I definitely want to buy it. Um, but anyway, that's what we're going to do. Those are the next series. I guess we'll do Resident Evil. Maybe, maybe like space them out like every other one and do like, do the, well, do the first yeah, one, do another movie, yeah. do another movie, do the second one, do another movie, do the third one. So that way there's a break and we're not just watching the Resident Evil films for the next couple months straight or the next couple weeks. But yep. everyone, uh, we hope you have a good Christmas, good holiday, whatever you celebrate this time of year. Uh, once, things calm down in our lives uh i am going to try to get on a more regular schedule uh with everything going on you know it all started with my mom's funeral kind of pushing things back and then vacation then busy at work it's been my days off constantly changing it's been hard to get everyone together and then josh and jeremy went on the uh jerry cruise which was a lot of fun for them and then a couple weeks later i went on a disney cruise which was a lot of fun Got to take my wife to see Encanto. So if you have kids, take your kids to go see that. It was cute. Um, and so we'll see you all next time. Probably It'll probably be the new year. And we'll start the new year with Frank Herbert's Dune. So from Sci-Fi Graveyard, for Jeremy and Josh, I'm Joseph. You all have a wonderful night. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye. See ya. We'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. If you like what you hear, please check out some of our other podcasts as hosted by The Heart of Geek. That is Morbid Instinct, Wrestling with the Willies, and Screen Creeps. You can follow us on social media. We are at The Heart of Geek on Twitter, The Heart of Geek on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And when we do stream, it's not very often. We are just Heart of Geek. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to catch you next time.